How are we looking? I don't know where Bill is. So we'll get Bill connected. We'll get him attached. Hopefully he didn't freeze to death because I know he was without power on Saturday. I'll see if I get a text from Bill or a Facebook message. It looks like I have one. He says, take it. Ooh, literally lost use. The music was playing. We were so close. Okay, well, we'll get back Bill here in just a sec, assuming he didn't lose power at his house. Again, I know he was in a hotel on Saturday, Friday, Saturday, uh, and was completely without power at the house. And it'll get cold very quickly on a week like this. So we'll work to get Bill reconnected. We got some great guests coming up today, uh, and we have plenty to talk about. Two NFL games last night. We were just talking on the morning show a little bit about how we miss Ben Kenny, and we kind of wish he was here. Also, probably best that he's not, given that he'd be very sad and We'd all want to poke fun at him a little bit today. Bill would never Bill would never do such a thing. I might. Bill would take the high road and be very, very mature about it. Um, but I think the rest of us might might have wanted to get on Ben Kenny's case, former producer and Philadelphia guy after last night. The Eagles just quit. So I'm really interested to hear Bill's opinion on that. And uh hopefully I would imagine a strong response. I mean, that was embarrassing. You hear what Troy Aikman said last night? And it's funny because I'm a big Joe Buck and Troy Aikman guy. I, they're probably my favorite booth, and I get a kick out of Troy Aikman when he, when he lit, when he just has had enough watching a bad quarterback, watching a bad defense, watching a watching a bad coach. Like Troy Aikman will call out BS very, very, very quickly, and that's one of the things that I enjoy about him. He's like, I'm not here to waste my time. Uh, and you know, if you were a Packers fan in the '90s, you, you know, you watch the Packers lose to Troy Aikman, and you probably have Troy Aikman takes, but. I get a kick out of him, and last night he was calling out the Eagles and their poor effort. Bill, are you there? Did the Eagles kill you last I'm night? I'm here. There you go. We got gotcha. you. The Eagles were, uh, yeah, it was weird. It, just as a, the, the second the music started playing, everything went, and that was all she wrote. So I, I don't know what happened. It uh, didn't appear to be on my end this time, so I felt good about that. Uh, last night was when the Eagles started to make it close, they score. And all of a sudden, they're down seven, and you're like, okay, uh, maybe the Eagles are going to make a move. And they're going to you know, overtake Baker Mayfield and company. And then it just snowballed. And it, can, I, can I stop for a minute? I, look, Jalen Hurts last year lit it up. Did a, a fantastic job. However, where did the attitude come from? You didn't win anything. You played really well. You got paid. And all of a sudden, all these qualities of leadership and, and togetherness and such that were part of your team last year, does he just look like just some angry dude on the sideline now that has completely distanced himself from everybody else or nobody wants to be around him? Is it just me or does he look that way? We were talking about this at the end of the morning show. All of the things that folks were saying about him earlier in the year when they were winning, like, oh, he's so mature and he's so level-headed – now it's it's like the other side of the coin is he's so quiet right. and he's nonverbal and he doesn't interact with his teammates. So it everything's gone bad in, in Philly. That was bad last night. And then, uh, and I know, it, you know, it's nitpicking and everybody's making a big deal out of it, but when he was asked specifically about his head coach, Nick Sirianni, uh, you know, hey, do you, you, know, you, you want to play for Nick Sirianni? Give, give us your thought about your coach. He said, well, I love everybody in that locker room. He didn't come out and say, no, Nick. I mean, if somebody said to me, hey, Bill, you know, what do you think about, you know, the Grant Bills producing ever since uh, Ben Kenny left? And I said, well, I think everybody back at the station does a great job. Wouldn't you take that as this sucks? <laughs> I'm back here laughing. You know? A little bit. Right? Yeah. yeah, a little bit maybe. That, you know, that, that's kind of the way it would go. If, you know, hey, 
you know, hey, Bill, what do you what do you think about uh, getting engaged to Kristen? And uh, well, I love everybody. I, I'm just happy with everybody. It's like what a what a craptastic answer, you know. So it, it it sounded like, look, Nick Sirianni maybe has maybe has lost the locker room or guys within that locker room. But uh, I, I'll say this. Uh, they were quick to move on from Andy Reid after Andy Reid couldn't get it done. And then they cut loose Doug Peterson after he wins a championship. Brian Kelly come, or uh, Chip Kelly comes in, and he's a disastrous train wreck. They just got rid of him. Nick Sirianni, you're 10-1. and one, You're coming off of a Super Bowl run. Everything is supposed to be, you know, coming up roses for a repeat. And instead it goes, I mean, horrifically wrong. Horrifically wrong. And uh, Nick Sirianni's gone. There's no doubt about it. And here's the other thing with Philadelphia. And uh, the way I understand it is their ownership group. Now, this is probably not a great idea, but it but it's what they do. They really listen to the fans and to talk radio there. They the whip, uh, the radio station has the the ear of ownership or vice versa. And so they really, when they come out with strong opinions and they say, look, everybody's done, we've, they, they've lost us, we give up on this team, blah, 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 ownership takes that to heart. And I got to think that, uh, that Nick Sirianni's out of a job by the end of the week. Got to think. Got to think. So uh, that, was, that was not a uh, <laughs> 32-9 to nine was an ass-kicking. And I thought the Packers game was an ass-kicking. I mean, what happened last night was kind of ugly. And then you've got uh, Mike Tomlin, head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, after the game yesterday. And it's it's topical. He's coming into the end of his deal. He had talked about wanting to take some time off. I mean, I know he's already spoke about it, but just basically gets asked the question. You know, hey, uh, you know, you're coming into this, you know, last year of a contract, lame duck guy, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he just flat out walks off. Walks off. Now I know, heat of the moment, I know you just lost. I know your season just came to an end. I know... Things kind of spiraled out of control down the stretch. Injuries really began to mount, and Pittsburgh really wasn't supposed to be there what they were. I get it. But you're the head coach, man. You can't walk off. you gotta, you got to say something. And, it, you know, you, can, you hate to say man up with Mike Tomlin because he's probably the most man up guy there is, so maybe he gets a pass. But I, it's like, don't walk off. You know, don't walk off. I mean, you have to ask the, the question. It's the, it's the giant pink elephant in the room. And he gets up and, and leaves. So, anyway, it's, uh, it is it is what it is. But uh, in the meantime, we're down to eight now. Down to eight. Houston visits uh, Baltimore. You got the Packers on the road taking on San Francisco. You got Buffalo. And uh, who's Buffalo facing? Buffalo is going to get Kansas City. Kansas City's got to travel to Buffalo this time, though. Kansas City's going to Buffalo. Is it, isn't it wild? I think Patrick Mahomes, I think I saw this number correctly, has played in – what is it, 15 playoff games now, and they've all either been at Arrowhead or at a Super Bowl neutral site game. Right. I think this right. is his first honest-to-goodness road game. First on-the-road game, yeah. I was uh, I, I saw that last night as well. They had that up as a weird stat, I guess, during the game. That Was was that a little bizarre, watching football in, on a Monday afternoon? It I've, was fun, don't get me wrong, but it was a little bizarre. I, I forgot it. I It was on my schedule at 5.30. I didn't realize it started at at 3.30, so I yeah. missed the first drive or two, and it was nice to have something on during my show. Don't get me wrong. I, I wasn't right. as bored on commercial breaks and stuff, but it was a little weird, and the game also stunk for the most part. Yeah, the game was bad. 
Yeah, the game was bad. But, yeah, it was uh, it was a little weird. I uh, got off the air yesterday. I got a ton of paperwork done. I'm getting caught up on a bunch of stuff. And I took off. I ran over to uh, the grocery store, and, which was weird because I went in with a whole list of things. And I was in the mood for either chili or tacos last night. Because I, I thought I'd go to Roberts, and, and Roberts, I was just, I got out in the cold. I'm like, oh, God, I just don't want to go. I don't want to drive down. So I thought, ah, eh, I'll just run right to the grocery store real quick. And then if I get a wild hair, maybe I'll just go down after that. But I was kind of starting to crave tacos. I got into the grocery store. My cart wasn't full, but it was pretty good, you know, amount of food. And some stuff I'm buying just to buy. I'm like, ah, eh, I'll just stock up. Who cares? And then they make the announcement, attention shoppers, carts are not allowed in the parking lot. You must come up. You, you, so, in other words, you got to buy your items, pay for them, put them in bags, put your cart out by the door, and then drive around and get in line to then get your stuff and get it in the car. They will not allow the carts out into the parking lot for two reasons. One, it's mush and, and crap. And the other thing is they don't want their employees walking around on icy surfaces to go retrieve carts. And I get it. I understand it. But at this point, I'm like, ah, oh, there's no way. Because the line is now beyond down the road i'm like i'll have i'll end up waiting an hour for just to get my food so i just put everything back grab some necessities and uh, then i sprint it home so tacos chili meat picked up i did end up going down to to roberts i grabbed a, a steak and then uh, a couple other things that i needed and that was about the extent of it got some hot chocolate stuff like that and then came home and sat down made tacos and it was just it was a weird night because it was still light out but it was good it was a fun night. So I just sat there, did a little work, and I was just a vegetable yesterday. So it was nice. No worries, no nothing. Just sit back, relax, and watch football, and that's what I did. So, And then the Philadelphia came on. Philadelphia game came on. And isn't it weird watching Baker Mayfield advance? It, it, I don't know why. It just is. I'm kind of happy for him. I don't know. I was yeah. I was kind of hyped up for that team and their fans at home last night. That was, I, that was a cool one. I was excited. I was Part of me was hoping that Philadelphia could pull this out of the nosedive because I think Sirianni's a pretty good head coach. Uh, I think it's uh, that is an incredibly jump-on-you fickle fan base. I don't think they did enough uh, for talent around Jalen Hurts. I think you look at guys like Kelsey and Cox and those guys, and I still think, uh, you know, Kelsey announced last night that was his last game. He's retiring. So, uh, so uh, Jason Kelsey is now uh, a retired Philadelphia Eagle. Uh, but you look at guys that have been around the league for a long time, like Fletcher Cox and company, and yeah, they've been there. They've they've gotten themselves a championship. We were just kind of hoping that they could do something again to at least make it competitive. But yeah, it was just a blowout. And then I'm I'm thinking of Baker Mayfield basically getting run out of Cleveland because he's just not the guy. And yet he reignites his career in Tampa Bay, takes over for Tom Brady. And takes the Buccaneers back to a suit or back to a uh, playoff, and then gets a win. I, you know, I, I just, I really, uh, I was kind of torn last night, but I did find myself enjoying the game. I still go back to when Baker Mayfield was doing the progressive commercials in Cleveland. You know, I, I, I which used to annoy the hell out of me. Now it's like psh, that poor guy, that poor guy got run out of Cleveland uh, for Deshaun Watson, who's been nothing but banged up in a money pit ever since he walked through the door. And they had to go, you know, kind of reinvest in Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco didn't get him a win, but Baker Mayfield got him a win. So, there you go. I thought that was uh, some nice irony last night. Uh, So, now, uh, I still think, uh, and and this is tough for me, because if my prediction, 
to where at the uh, end of the season I can pound my chest as we sit in Las Vegas getting ready for the Super Bowl. If my prediction comes true, that means the Green Bay Packers aren't going to be there. Because I said at the beginning of the season, Baltimore and San Francisco. And both teams look to be the strongest teams in their conference. So now we're down to the Elite Eight. And now the question is, can Matt LaFleur, or maybe the bigger question is, can Joe Barry do what they did over the last three weeks? That's my question. So we're going to start there. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. We've got a lot of good stuff coming up today, a lot of guests today. We'll get into all of that when we come back. Stay tuned. We've got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. I was talking to my buddy uh, Ryan Gardner over at uh, over at uh, Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. And uh, they still got to look Taco Tuesday, darts, all that kind of good stuff today. So if you're looking to get out, move around a little bit. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Head out and uh, you know, have some fun. Get out and uh, enjoy the... The cold, although next week they're saying we are going to be well above average, that we are going to be in the 40s, and we're going to have rain. Rain next week. So, I mean, hopefully hopefully it's not like downpours because you don't want flooding. But, yeah, next week now uh, we are going to have about a 45-degree swing. Uh, we are sitting right now at 5 below, and we're supposed to be – near uh, 40 degrees and 43, 44 degrees possibly even next Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I'll take that in a heartbeat. Take that in a heartbeat. I guess by the weekend it's going to warm up a little bit to the mid-20s. So we'll be able to handle that. But in the meantime, our friends at Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill out on Pewaukee Lake, they have uh, the Taco Tuesday going on. And they're always they always doing something, uh, always having fun and always uh, kind of creatively uh, doing a lot of different stuff out there. They're on Lakeview Boulevard in Pewaukee, as a matter of fact. And whether you're heading out there for darts, whether you're heading out there for trivia or tonight uh, where they have bingo, all that kind of good stuff, uh, Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill, that is the place to go. We're down to eight, and the question is now whether or not Matt LaFleur and Joe Barry combined can do it again against a team in the San Francisco 49ers that that they've had their number. The 49ers uh, over Matt LaFleur right now have three straight when it comes to postseason, and they have not been able to get over that hump. Uh, they have four straight dating back to Mike McCarthy, uh, but three straight over uh, over the current regime, so to speak. Uh, the other question, and I, I, I did hear this, we were talking about Anders Carlson and not even missing PATs, but – whether or not he was kicking short of the end zone on purpose, apparently he is. Apparently that's part of the strategy. He was asked specifically, uh, you know, hey, uh, short kickoffs, what's going on? Uh, you know, you were brought in here to basically put it out of the end zone, blah, blah, blah. And he said, no, that's part of the part of the strategy right now. Uh, I, I just, if anybody's listening in Green Bay, I just, I, I would like, like to make a note here. Just, you know, if you're inside the walls of 1265, uh, the strategy 
ain't working. So you know, just that's just me, but it ain't working. When you're getting returns of over 30 yards, giving teams the ability to get beyond the 30 to have their uh, starting field position, you're not gaining anything. Just thought I'd throw it out there. Just a note from me to you. I'm just trying to help. I mean, after all, it is the postseason. I'm trying to help now. But, yeah, according to uh, Anders Carlson, that he was specifically asked about the kickoffs and said, yes, that is done intentionally. Okay. The Packers, by the way, I just looked it up. They are first or last in the league, depending on how you look at it, at a touchback percentage. So the Packers are kicking touchbacks 22% of the time. Mm -hmm. The next closest team in the league is the Steelers at 33. So they are 11 percentage points less likely than the next closest team to kick. They don't kick touchbacks at all. So right. what you're you're seeing with your eyes, you're not overreacting. They never kick touchbacks. Never do. It's it's and here's my question. When we were on draft day, when we were told, yeah, we drafted a kicker. And at that point, I've got palm to forehead. Um I I, I don't understand drafting a kicker. I never will. I mean, I know they drafted Mason Crosby. I don't care. You don't draft kickers. You just don't. You can you can bring in 10 of them and find one that can at least hit a few field goals for you. Okay? And God knows that Anders Carlson has not been worth the draft choice. So I would have rather had another wide receiver or another pass rusher or another defensive back at this point than a kicker. But when you draft a kicker, he better be all that in a bag of chips. I'm talking every damn thing you described to us. And the number one thing that was said to us was, he's got a big leg. Oh, it's a big leg. Oh, in the cold, through the wind, a big leg. And can't hit PATs and can't put the ball consistently out of the end zone. So, I don't know. For all the credit that we want to give Goody for the, the wideouts, the tight ends, what they've drafted, and granted, it has been – um, it, it has made you smile, but when it comes to this kicker, phew, no, not good. Not good. Either the coverage is poor or he ain't getting it into the end zone consistently. Or the coverage is so poor that if it, if he does kick it, is, we'll say, you know, six yards deep, they're still returning it because they know that this coverage group is not real good. So now you want to give them even five more yards by saying, hey, let's kick it to the three. And, uh, you know, allow them to then, you know, run it out 20, 30 yards. Now, the Packers did get a little bit better coverage. They were amped up uh, against uh, the Cowboys. But we we saw it down the stretch where I think it was the uh, – was it the – it was either the Minnesota game or the uh, Bears game in which there was four out of five returns more than 30 yards. <laughs> it was just like, you got to be kidding me, man. So, apparently they're doing it on purpose. Just wanted to let you know. 877-867-1670, If you want to find us, feel free to go ahead and do it. Uh, we got all kinds of stuff today. Uh, we got Sam Monson, a pro football focus, going to join us coming up here in about about an hour from now. We got Sam Monson going to join us. Mike Silver from the San Francisco Chronicle, formerly of the NFL Network. Love Michael. Michael's good dude, man. He's going to join us uh, coming up uh, about an hour and a half from now. And then you got Mike Sando from the Athletic. Writes a lot. 
about uh, the play of quarterbacks throughout the National Football League. He is going to join us in the final hour of the program as well. Uh, Programming note coming up on Thursday, the uh, Super Bowl winning head coach Brian Billick is going to be joining us. Uh, he he called. It was weird. I was sitting there watching a game last night, and I got a number I didn't recognize. And Because uh, normally I, I recognize his number, and he must have got a new phone or something. But, uh, you know, Bill, Coach, Coach, what's going on? So uh, he just said, hey, I got some time. Uh, man, uh, what, a, what an incredible game, blah, 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 on and on. He said, so I'd like to come on. I said, okay, let's do it Thursday. So Thursday, Brian Billick is going to join us coming up on the program. So And we're going to see him, I believe, in Vegas. So we'll see him out at Super Bowl as well. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, this one is from Harley. Harley says, uh, hey, unit, <clears throat> when you've got a kicker with a big leg that's not accurate, can't, uh, can't hit from 40 to, 40 to 50 yards and can't hit PATs, uh, what good is he? Why didn't they just keep Mason Crosby? He could have done the same. I don't know. Mason Crosby, his time had come. His time had come. And... Uh, I, I, I don't mind moving on. I, and I don't look, if you don't draft Anders Carlson, then you're like, okay, that's kind of what you get. But I, I just, <laughs> was that the best that was out there? You know, this whole thing about this big mammoth leg and was that the best really? I mean, that, that's what you had to draft. I, that's, that's, that's my issue. My issue is not whether or not Anders Carlson should be on the squad because maybe he was the best of the lot. Okay. But I'm not wasting a draft choice. I'm not wasting a draft choice on a kicker. Not unless he is just incredible. Incredible. Then I maybe waste a draft choice on him. But beyond that, I just, I'd never, I'd line up 25 kickers to uh, start kicking, and it would just be a continuous, continuous rotation for a week. And I would just bring kicker after kicker after kicker after kicker in. And until you found one that hits. Beyond that, I'm not, I'm not, never, ever waste a draft choice on a kicker. It should be a fireable offense. If you come to the podium, unless it's maybe sixth or seventh round or second pick in the sixth or something, okay, well, maybe then. But anything, five and up, if you come to the podium and go, yeah, we, uh, we just drafted, uh, you know, our fourth round draft choice is uh, the kicker out of, right there, before you even get it out. I don't say, the kicker out of, you're fired. That should be it. You're fired. You're done. Never. Never, ever, never. Uh, 877-867-1670. Pete says, "Uh, rookie kickers in the league, we picked the worst one. Our special teams coach did it. He was given that choice. Um, Do you know that for a fact, Pete? I mean, I would assume they talked to him, but do you know that for a fact that it was um, Rich Passaccia's choice? You know? Just checking. Uh, kick the ball into the end zone. Our special teams coach is a joke there. Three 15 yard penalties on our defense is ridiculous. And he goes on from that. Um, he also says, stop acting like these teams are unbeatable. San Francisco got torched earlier this year and Purdy threw four interceptions. You got to attack them. Correct. I'm not saying they're not beatable. I never said that. I said they are a different animal. And many of the things that the Packers did well, the Cowboys didn't. But many of the things that the Packers do well, San Francisco does well. I mean, it's a talented team. I'm not saying they're not unbeatable. They are. If you get up on them early, if you get a couple of picks out of Purdy, absolutely. But they're a good football team. 
And don't yell at me in all capital letters because you think that uh, suddenly the Packers are going to beat the 49ers. You know, I, give them their respect. They're the best team in the NFC, hands down. Hands down. They were my pick at the beginning of the season to be the best team. They were my pick uh, going all the way back to last year. I thought they were the best team last year. And had Purdy not gone down, I think they would have ended up probably in the uh, in the Super Bowl. Just my thought. But they won 12 games. They won 12 games. There's three teams that won 12 games. They were one of them. Detroit was the other. And the Cowboys, who were beatable, won the other. But it, I also look at it with the Cowboys, that the Cowboys beat the Giants, beat the Commanders, they beat Philadelphia. Philadelphia proved down the stretch to be just a horrific team. Philadelphia was 10-1. and And on the season, they finished 11-6. and One and one in one in five in their last six games, and and just terrible. They they looked terrible. The only other uh, team that won twelve or more was uh, the Baltimore Ravens, and they looked to be a juggernaut at thirteen and four. So that was it. So I, I give I give I give San Francisco all the credit in the world for what it is they did, and they're an incredibly tough team. And if you don't think they're not then all you got to do is look at the weapons they have and the guys over on defense. Armstead up the gut, Bosa coming off the edge. They've got solid defensive backs. They face motion and movement in practice every day. It's not unfamiliar to them. You're not going to really fool them too much. And then you look at the weapons. You you just Ayuk and Debo Samuel alone are a handful. Then you throw in George Kittle. Then you throw in Christian McCaffrey. All legit pro bowlers, man. All legit with a solid offensive line. And if you want to call him a game manager, that's fine. Brock Purdy's a game manager, but he's a hell of a quarterback. If you look at his numbers, he was one of the top-rated quarterbacks in the National Football League this year. So you say what you want and capitalize everything and get mad, pound your fist. I'm a Packers fan. They can win. Nobody said they can't. What I'm saying is, is it's going to be difficult. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. We'd be glad to hear from you. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good Tuesday to you. Sun is shining, a little bit of wind, cold as hell. That's okay. We got a Packers victory to keep us warm. Also, uh, if you've got uh, something that maybe warms your thoughts coming up, a meeting, a dinner, maybe a a rehearsal dinner, uh, a meeting, gathering uh, for your group, for your uh, office, for your employees, for your associates, whatever, uh, photo shoot, maybe a uh, good business event, uh, Northern lights, event venue.com. That's Northern lights, event venue.com. They got something for everybody. Uh, whether you can even do bachelor and bachelorette parties in the same building because they have an upstairs and a downstairs. So you can do it all together, which has become somewhat fashionable as well. Uh, small birthday parties, anything under, you know, a hundred people or under is pretty comfortable in that place. 
So uh, go to Northern Lights event. Really cool. Right on the Milwaukee Riverwalk. Right down there on the Riverwalk. Beautiful view. NorthernLightsEventVenue.com. That is NorthernLightsEventVenue.com. And uh, get a hold of him and uh, just go down and check it out. Say, I want to take a walk through. I want to take a look at it. If you're looking for a, a great place to hold an event, uh, they can cater in. They have a big full bar, full compliment or not complimentary, but a full uh, working bar and everything in that place. Really, really neat place. Right on the uh, Milwaukee River Walk down uh, across from the Third Ward. So really cool place. Next to the Screaming Tuna, if you know where that's at. Um, here's the question. Here's the question. And, I, and I've been thinking about this. This came to me. Who, did they, who sent this? Somebody sent it to me. Anyway, they said, would you take a Packers win over the 49ers to get to an NFC Championship game if it meant another great performance out of the defense in Joe Barry and thus, Joe Barry is kept by the Green Bay Packers. Or the Packers play a good game, but they ultimately lose, and then Joe Barry is still gone at the end of the season. Is that Packers fans' biggest fear right now? Is that Packers fans' biggest fear? I think so. I think it is. I think... I think there's a lot of people that think about this team's success and say, I don't know if I want to win if it means you got to keep Joe Barry. I have always said, never, ever, ever, ever take advantage of where you're at when it comes to the postseason. Never look at it as an, uh, an accepted term. Like it's just supposed to happen. Never. So if you've got a shot and you believe like this is the team, right? Like there is just some kind of magic going on. You never hope for failure. Because there's no guarantee that you're going to right the ship next year. There's no guarantee that what happens down the road is going to be better than what's happening right now. You know, um, so I know that there was a lot of anxiety in that area. And I have stood steadfast, steadfast in saying, hey, look, you took 15 weeks again to find your groove. You took all of the draft capital and capital that has been added to this team defensively and made it a mediocre defense. A team that was way down the board when it comes to defense against the run. A team that was okay against the pass. Yes, there were injuries, but for the most part, it was a team that did not achieve defensively speaking, what it was supposed to achieve. So, no, I don't worry about that. All I worry about is the here and the now and this team moving forward. You know, no way. No way. I mean, is is the goal to get rid of Joe Barry because we don't like him or is the goal to win football games? Because if they win. That's just it. And the defense looks really good this weekend. Are we sure that Joe Barry isn't all of a sudden a good defensive coordinator? 
Like I, that's the goal, right? Is to have a good defense. If they win right. and look good this weekend, then they will have a good defense. We will have accomplished our goal. I, I, you know, and then you got to wonder in the back of your mind. And, and look, whatever's happened behind closed doors already happened. But I still get the sense that you go back to I, I, I go back to Bill Huber asking that question. You know, have have you given the thought of letting go of your defensive coordinator at this point? You got nothing to lose. And Matt Lafleur saying, "No, I'm I'm trying to figure out solutions and." You know, and this and that, and Bill looking at him and going, "Well, why? Why? Why hang on to him?" And and that that pinned Matt down, because then he just went on and gave some BS answer about, "Well, I'm I'm looking for solutions." Because I remember pounding the desk here, going, "That's your solution. Your solution was to get rid of him." And he said, "Well, continuity's sake, and this continuity's sake is what puts you in this boat to begin with." So going back to what was that, uh, the Carolina game? After the Carolina game or after the game against uh, Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? It was one of those two games is when that question came up. And it was it was a legit question. How do you go from that to, oh, we got to keep this guy? There, no, 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 no. You're, you're 14, 15 games into the season and you're still trying to find solutions? No, that does not earn you another bite at the apple. So I'm not worried about that. All I care about right now is can they put enough together, a game plan together, have enough guys? Because I think everybody's bought in. I don't don't think there's – for what we thought might have been starting to to show signs of a locker room cracking, maybe it was a bonding moment. I don't know. But uh, this is a a group of together guys that are all talking about it. They're all talking about we have each other's back. It's so much fun. It's a different atmosphere. You got Preston Smith going on and on about it. You've got Jair going on and on about it. You got Aaron Jones going on and on about it. There's something going on right now. And you just wonder what it is and you wonder how long it'll last. But you ride that, man. You ride that. And you don't worry about who is and isn't going to be hired at the end of the season or fired at the end of the season. You just ride what you got right now. You worry about San Francisco. Everything else will fall into place after the season. So no, you just ride it. I'm not I'm not concerned about that at all. Not at all. Um, 877-867-1670. Philadelphia did change defensive coordinators in season, and their defense didn't get any better. Something else was going on there, though. I don't know what's going on in Philly, but don't forget, uh, the Steelers looked horrible. They changed offensive coordinators midseason, and suddenly everything got better. So it happens. You know, every situation is unique. Every situation is different. But something else is going on in Philly, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if guys quit buying in and began to segregate a locker room. I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. But something else is going on in Philadelphia. Not at all. Uh, Joe says, so let me get this straight. Uh, the Packers didn't really win. The Cowboys just lost. No, of course not. The Packers had a, a great game plan. I, as a matter of fact, I, I put this up yesterday. I said, was that Matt LaFleur's best game plan and play calling as a head coach? That has to be in the top two or three. Has to be. Because you saw, first of all, all the movement, all the motion, everything that this team, uh, that the Cowboys don't defend well, the Packers did well. Oh, think about it. Jerry, thank you very much. Buffalo changed their offensive coordinator midseason, started running the ball more and started winning more. Yeah, that's true. 
That's true. Buffalo changed coordinators. So, yeah, every situation is different. But, no, I, I no, it doesn't happen. Not at all. Not at all. The Eagles changed defensive yeah, coordinators, too. So, yeah, every situation w- is different. It doesn't always work. Yeah, they went to Matt Patricia, and Matt Patricia, I, di- I didn't like Matt Patricia when he was in New England. I didn't like him when he became the head coach of the Detroit Lions. Then he goes back to New England, and he was the offensive coordinator then, which was just a dumb move on a part of Bill Belichick. And then he became the defensive coordinator in Philadelphia. Now, I think he's got more of a defense and an offensive mind, but uh, secondly, any assistant that's ever come out of the Bill Belichick tree has been a dismal failure for the most part, specifically as a head coach. But there's something else altogether different going on in in Philadelphia. I, I don't know what it is, but whatever it is behind the scenes. Uh, A.J. Brown, on one minute, he's out in public saying, no, Nick Sirianni's my guy, we're riding with him, and then the next minute he's packing his stuff up saying, I'm, I'm out of here, screw this. So I don't know what's going on there. I, I don't know what's going on there. So uh, let's do this. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to give us a shout, please feel free, go ahead and do so. Uh, we got a vendor eight. We're down to the final eight, and we're talking about all of it. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Point, Point Brewing. Point Brewing's got a new uh, visitor welcome center being built. They have grown so much, and the tours have grown so much, and the beer garden has grown so much that they're taking that space back there. They're putting in a welcome center, uh, which obviously it's going to be a bigger gift shop and such too, but they're, they're growing, man. They're doing some really great things in Stevens Point right here in our own backyard. That's Point Brewing. Doesn't matter if it's a snow pilot or the loggers or cider boys. They have so much good stuff going on right now. Stevens Point, brewing excellence since 1850. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Tonight, Tuesday night, Grant, or, uh, Glenn Gerard, Chris Barnes, Mario Robinson. Uh, tonight, Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews, they have Comedy Tuesday. They have uh, tickets on sale, $10 uh, in advance, 15 at the door tonight. Uh, they got a specialty app menu, drink specials, but they've got comedy in there. Tonight, Glenn Gerard, Chris Barnes, and Mario Robinson tonight appearing on the uh, the stage there at uh, Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews in County Road K in Oconomowoc. So if you're looking for something fun to do tonight, if you're not going to head out and do trivias and all that kind of stuff and Taco Tuesdays, tonight, comedy at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews. And again, Glenn Gerard, Chris Barnes, Mario Robinson, all appearing live at Boondocks. So good stuff tonight. Good stuff tonight. If you're uh, thinking about heading out and maybe finally getting out of the house a little bit, that might be a great way to go. Check it out. Check it out. Uh, let's get to the phone calls. Let's go to Tim listening to us in a warmer Arizona. Tim, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Glad to have you, Bill. Hey, uh, Thank you. I was just catching in. I was just catching up uh, at the bottom of the hour there where you were talking about uh, how difficult it's going to be for the Packers, and I totally agree with you 100%. Um, the thing that – uh, the way I'm feeling right now, my hunch was good last week. This week – Still back on the fence, but I'm thinking it's going to be San Francisco 37, Green Bay 31. But 
yesterday when you mentioned about how you were, were watching the game, uh, I felt the same way as you. 48-16, and then we took our foot off the pedal, and yep. then we put in the second stringers. And I'm thinking, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. That's the best way I'll say it because I don't <laughs> want to get thrown off the air. Right. And, and so it's just the idea that, you know, that was way too early. Maybe two, three minutes. Yes, down the line. Yeah, fine, buddy. But right there, um, like you said, uh, I was just joining what uh, you're talking about, Joe Barry. And that's, that's my biggest fear, you know. Uh, is he putting on a good smoke screen? But we, what I explained and what you just explained yesterday, you can't break a dog uh, with new tricks. He's got to go back to his old stuff. And we saw 16 points extra come on their side of the scoreboard because he took his foot off the gas pedal. And, and another thing I like to just bring up was if, if we do beat Frisco, this is going to be surprisingly deja vu like the 2010 team, we knocked off Philly, we knocked off Atlanta, and then we had the Bears. If we get to the championship round, we'll be going against Detroit, somebody for our division. So it's, yeah. it's really sounding eerie. And, and uh, if you guys could mention, what is uh, the over-under for this game? I saw 50 and a half, but I think it's going to be higher than that. So, But other than that, Bill, oh, one last thing. Uh, after your show, I locked up and caught the game 97-3. They've the three. Plus, Wayne was on. Wayne wouldn't commit whether keeping Joe Barry or not. But the other three, they're all in favor of getting Joe Barry back. Uh, no, uh, he's, he's got to go. Because right. if we do keep him and we don't, and we don't uh, progress any farther, we're stunning Jordan Love's uh, productivity as the years go by where he'll never make a Super Bowl. So other than that, you have a good one, and uh, I'll keep listening. All right, bud. Appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, I, I thought, first of all, the, the spread is 10. Uh, the Packers are getting 10 in this one. It's the biggest spread uh, of the weekend by far. You've got to the Texans at nine-point underdogs against the Ravens. Uh, I think it's six. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers come in at six-point underdogs against uh, the Lions and two-and-a-half. Uh, Kansas City comes in at two-and-a-half-point underdogs into Buffalo. Packers Niners opened at nine, nine and a half, didn't it? Yeah. So yeah. help my dumb gambling brain make sure I have this right. That means money came in on the Niners and they moved the number out. Yes. Okay. Yes. Just, I need to yep. say it out loud to make sure that's correct. <laughs> correct. Yes. You are, uh, you are 100%. The, uh, let's see here. The, um, yeah, the uh, consensus is at 10. MGM is now at 10. FanDuel Sportsbook is still 9.5. Caesars is at 10. Uh, BetOnline.ag is at 10 as well. So I'm just looking at the my – I go to the uh, total spreads. It's a, it's a website that grabs all the sportsbooks and all the betting agencies, and it's pretty much 10 at this point. That A lot of money started coming in on the 49ers to be better than that. Uh, but – uh, but yeah, it's sitting at nine and a half, ten, depending on which one you look at. But FanDuel right now is still holding steady at nine and a half. Everybody else is at ten, for the most part. So there you go. Uh, let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We got more to get to. Don't go anywhere. And if you're on the on hold, uh, Mike and Fond du Lac, don't go anywhere. Got a lot more, a uh, lot more coming up. We are about a uh, half hour away. Sam Monch and Pro Football Focus is going to join us at the bottom of the next hour. But stay right where you're at. Don't do a damn thing, because we got more coming up. 
Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.